podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. The coronavirus has started to make its impact on the Connecticut sports scene. Today, the CIAC announced that it would be canceling all winter sports tournaments, effectively ending the seasons of those teams still in the playoffs. On today's episode, we're bringing you both sides of this issue. First up, you'll hear from Glenn Lungarini, executive director of the CIAC. Glenn talks about what went into this decision to cancel the tournaments, alternatives they had considered, and has a message for athletes, coaches, fans, and supporters. Then, you'll hear from Jake Walker, a former Fairfield prep hockey player. Jake saw the news today and immediately thought of his friends still playing high school sports. Jake started a petition on Change.org to try and get the CIAC to change its decision and instead of canceling these games outright, play them in empty arenas. As of when we recorded this episode, the petition had over 50,000 signatures and Jake tells us uh, more about what went into getting this petition started. So, so Glenn, I, I'm sure this decision uh, to, to postpone the, these winter tournaments wasn't an easy one. Are you able to walk us through that process a bit that, that led you to making this decision? Yeah, sure. Uh, and as I you know, said in the press conference, hardest decision we've ever made. And, you know, we, we certainly don't enter into this lightly, uh, but discussions uh, about where we are in the state and uh, what is anticipated started last week. Um, we were had discussions uh, internally even before that uh, with the um, indoor track and uh, wrestling tournaments that we had going on, just being aware of what was going on at, at other parts of the country. And so, you know, we this is not something that, you know, was a, uh, a rash decision or snap decision. It's something that uh, we engaged a, a number of different agencies in communication with uh, the State Department of Education and the governor's office uh, have done an exceptional job, I think, in communicating with state agencies, including uh, our organization, uh, on where they are uh, and what they see as prudent action. Uh, and as we sat down uh, each day and uh, began to uh, really look at how things are developing within the state of Connecticut, uh, we were uh, continually trying to understand what is the clear direction that we can offer uh, to our schools of how uh, we can best operate with athletics. And uh, we got to that point today where the only clear direction that remained uh, was to cancel the, the remaining tournaments. So, uh, you know, with that, we, we made that decision and we moved forward with, uh, with that direction uh, for our uh, school districts. And again, hardest decision uh, that, that we've ever made. Uh, we understand and appreciate uh, the work and uh, that is put in by our, our students, uh, the athletes, the coaches, uh, the sacrifices that, that parents make to provide these opportunities uh, for kids. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we have to put the health and safety of of our students first. And uh, with that, uh, this was what we felt was uh, in the best interest of all. You know, um, when when looking at what what some other states have done, there have been some events uh, that have gone on just without spectators. Was there something that that set uh, things over the edge here in Connecticut 
uh, to go from uh, even playing these events without spectators to, to just outright uh, canceling them? Yeah, we, we did consider playing without spectators. And as we considered that and looked at uh, what other, uh, what our school systems were able uh, to understand through communication with their local departments of public health, uh, we have such a wide variety of, of responses to that that, uh, again, range from uh, a number of school districts informing us that they would not be able to play to, uh, to districts saying that uh, they could play with no fans, to districts saying they could play if there were 100 fans or less, uh, to districts saying that they didn't feel there was any concern and, you know, they could play with, with full gymnasiums. So trying to, uh, you know, again, balance all that and say, okay, you know, we're, uh, is there a place where this meets? Uh, we just saw that the only clear direction that that we can give uh, in terms of that was to uh, was to cancel the the tournaments. And you know, since that time, you know, we we made this announcement uh, while we were having our press conference. Uh, the Ivy League schools have canceled their uh, boys and girls basketball tournaments uh, at the college level. Uh, we have you know, seeing a school district in Connecticut in region 14, uh, that has, uh, since made the announcement that they are now closed, uh, for the remainder of the week, uh, due to, uh, a resident of one of those towns, uh, being, uh, confirmed with, uh, with, uh, the coronavirus. And, you know, again, I, I, we're going to see, we anticipate based on the information that, uh, we've heard from uh, the, the State Department and from the governor's office that uh, that this is going to continue. So, um, you know, we do look at all that, but in the end, there didn't seem to be any clear pathway of getting to the, the end of the tournaments and uh, in doing so where everybody was on the same page. This was the only uh, choice that we felt we had. Since since the announcement's been made, uh, there's been a petition circulating that that has well over fifty thousand signatures right now. Um, Massachusetts has decided to hold their events as is. Is there any thought from the CIAC to, to reverse course at all, or or is this a path that you, that you guys have made that decision and are sticking with it? Yeah, there, uh, there's uh, at this time we have not considered uh, anything different than than what we have announced. Uh, we did talk with other. Uh, state associations to to understand uh, what they're doing, uh, you know, and, and other state associations are in a bit of a different place. Uh, some of them have already completed their tournaments uh, and, and are done, so it's not an issue. Uh, Massachusetts is at the end of their tournaments, so, you know, I think their championships, I believe, uh, are this weekend. So they're down to, you know, semifinals and, uh, and finals and most of of their tournament. So they don't have that many schools involved. They don't have that many games left to play. Um, as of today in Connecticut, we had 170 contests left to play in our winter tournaments. Uh, so it, it exceeds far more than what the, uh, the surrounding States to us, uh, had to, you know, have in play. And, you know, so again, considering that we did have conversations to understand what surrounding States were doing. Uh, but at this point, uh, we, felt that, you know, our situation was a little bit different than, uh, than most of those states. And, you know, especially hearing, uh, again, the governor's comments uh, this afternoon uh, with declaring a state of emergency uh, and uh, seeing our first school district uh, close uh, and into 
any more uh, more is going to close. Um, you know, I think uh, we're more likely to see the realization at the end of this that uh, you know the the call that that we made uh, is the right decision. And as more school districts close, then you know I, I think that uh, that hopefully people will understand that uh, we, we truly are doing this because we think it's what's in the best interest of our schools. Yeah, and Glenn, I'll, I'll get you out of here with, with this question. I, I know when a decision like this comes out, you know, it, it's easy to have the CIAC kind of serve as a, as a punching bag here and take that criticism, you know, whether it's from athletes, parents, coaches. Do you have a message you'd like to uh, tell the, those groups, um, you know, who, who feel, you know, really upset, disappointed by this decision? Well, again, I, I completely understand uh, their perspective and where they're coming from. Uh, I understand the the emotion and the passion that uh, that sports uh, drives in people. Uh, I don't think there's another extracurricular activity within our, our schools that uh, that creates that passion uh, as much as athletics does and, and draws emotion out of people uh, as much as athletics. Uh, so, you know, we don't make this decision lightly and, and we certainly, uh, understand and respect their, their point of view. And, and we appreciate, uh, that there is some disappointment, uh, with this. Uh, again, I would just, you know, remind people that there's, uh, there, there's a lot of benefit that comes from education based athletics and the purpose of, of why we, we play sports and, in high school and, and, uh, you know, what we're truly trying to, to accomplish is using a common, uh, interest and passion for sport to help students develop a connection to, to schools and community. And, you know, whether you're playing in a championship or you're not playing in a championship, uh, those values of sports are, are never lost. And, and ultimately when you look back on those experiences, uh, it's those relationships and the people that you've had the privilege of playing with and playing for that you remember the most. And, uh, and those memories will still be there for those kids. But at the same time, you know, we, we understand and appreciate the disappointment that, that they feel um, based on this decision. Absolutely. Glenn, uh, re- really appreciate the time. And uh, thank you for coming on uh, during such a busy time for you guys. You betcha. Thank you. So, Jake, uh, you were you were the leader here of this petition going around uh, to continue the CIAC winter tournaments, um, but without spectators. Can you tell me what got you interested in, in putting this petition together? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so I graduated last year and I was a member of the Fairfield Prep hockey team. Um, and I went through the, the state tournament process. Um, the entire thing was one of the best experiences I've had in my entire life. Um, so right when I found out the news this morning that it was canceled, um, the first thing I thought was, you know, I got to do something um, because some of these kids on these teams are, are, are my best friends. So I knew that um, if I was in their position, it'd be devastating to me. Um, so I went on change.org and started a petition as soon as I could. If you look at the petition now, uh, we're, we're talking Tuesday evening here, and you've got uh, over 50,000 signatures on it. Are you surprised by the amount of attention uh, this has gotten in, in that number of signatures you have right now? Um, I think I'm a little bit surprised. Um, you know, I know that the high school sports community, especially in Connecticut, uh, is, is uh, an emotional one, um, and people invest a lot of time into it. 
Um, I was expecting maybe a few thousand signatures, um, but definitely not 50,000. I mean, you're talking almost three state, three Madison Square Gardens full of people. Um, and all this, uh, this news coverage. And, uh, I mean, it's really blowing up. Uh, and it's great to see so many people are fighting for these kids. Because uh, at the end of the day, they're the ones uh, who brought us here, and they're the ones that need to play. Yeah, tell us a little bit about the solution you have here that you you propose, and that and that's playing without spectators. Um, how did how did you come up with that idea, uh, and, and uh, what led you to believe that that was the best way forward? Well, I think the CIAC is a um, it's a tough committee to crack, and uh, in the current situation we have in Connecticut. Um, I don't think uh, even the, the governor, Governor Lamont, would allow for um, large crowd gatherings like this. I know Yale just canceled uh, any gatherings for the next month with more than 100 people. Um, so instead of arguing with the CIEC and fighting their decision and, and name-calling, I thought uh, it would be a better solution to try to work uh, uh, to a compromise with them. And um, that would be without spectators or with restricted spectator access, which would include only the family members and immediate friends of players. You, you, you talk about how, how some of your best friends are, are, are still on teams in high school. What was their reaction uh, when they found out uh, that these uh, tournaments were just, were just going to be canceled? Yeah. Um, I've talked to a few of them and they're absolutely broken. I mean, it's not only my friends, but, received a numerous amount of emails um, from random people from high school students, parents, I don't even know. And one girl had emailed me uh, remarking that she'd been walking through the hallways today um, seeing every athlete, every winter athlete in tears uh, because stuff like this is just their entire lives. Yeah. So, From your perspective, having played uh, in a postseason tournament last year, talk about the experience and what that's like for those who who might not see the gravity of this from a from a student athlete perspective of how much you look forward to this and, and how much of a a goal it is to go out there and play for a championship. Yeah, well, I can I, I don't know if I can speak for every sport, but uh, definitely for hockey, everyone uh, everyone dreams of playing at Angles. Um, people invest time i invested time in, in hockey since i was two years old and it was thousands of hours thousands of dollars thousands of road trips it, it was it was my entire life um and when i attended fairfield prep my freshman year playing in that state championship game at yale in front of 3500 people was the only thing i wanted to do and it was one of the best experiences of my life actually doing it and being able to win it last year um so as a player something like this is detrimental to your entire senior year. And, and I'll get you out of here on this one, Jake. Uh, we're talking early Tuesday evening here. H- has anyone from the CIAC reached out to you regarding this petition that you've put together? I have not heard from anyone from the CIAC. Um, however, I, um, I I did see a tweet around 3 p.m. saying they're uh, calling a, a re-meeting to rethink their decision. I'm not sure how true that that is, um, but tomorrow, uh, once the signatures die down, I mean, they're still going up pretty fast. I'm looking to get in contact with um, members of the CIAC committee, um, so I look forward to, to doing that. Great. Jake, uh, thank you for the time, and uh, good, good work uh, on the petition and, uh, and really being able to mobilize uh, a big group here, so uh, thanks for coming on. Yep, thanks for having me, Jared.
Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod, the host at Jared Cutler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.